SBN News, Episode 40. This is Savage Bloggers Network News, highlighting awesome Savage Worlds content and news shared by publishers, licensees, and fans with your hosts, Christian Serrano and Ron Blessing. Hey, Savages, Christian Serrano here. We've got episode 40 of SBN News. We are one year out of doing the SBN podcast, Ron. That's pretty awesome, I isn't know. it? Oh, that's that's pretty crazy that we've been doing this together for a year. It's It's crazy. You did that one lonesome episode and... I think one or two other lonesome episodes in between, but uh, mostly you and me. So, well, well, technically, it started with our collaborative hangout on air with Clint Black about the shaken rule. Oh, fair enough. We hopped on there together and right. discussed the update to shaken. But that was that was a really cool way to start off this whole podcasting adventure thing, right? I, yeah. I agree, and it, it was actually a nice little handoff in a way because Clint used to be a regular on my previous podcasts. Very true. And so um, so it, it served really well to, to kind of ease you and I into this, uh, this chemistry that we've developed. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though, about um, SBN News. The first episode was just something I had done. I actually did that sort of in a quick 15-minute thing that I did on my own. And then I invited myself on. Sort Which of. was the best thing you could have ever done, honestly, for the show, because I don't <laughs> think this would have lasted without you. I, it would have been incredibly boring, and uh, I'm really glad that you've been a part of this, though. It's It's been great doing this with it's, you. For... It's been an awesome time, and uh, I, I'm very glad that we're doing it, and we're continuing to do it at this point, and... Yeah. And then And then we did uh, Simply Savage, which seems to be incredibly successful. Which is incredibly successful, but we're kind of in flux with it. I mean, um, it's a killer time sink uh, for us. Right, right. But only because we have so much other stuff going on in our lives. Right. No, totally. Yeah. Totally. So we're going to actually kind of backstep, and we've given you a taste of what a one-hour Simply Savage is going to be, and we're going to kind of step it back to that 20-minute format like we do with the the new shows. Right. And we're going to make longer episodes of Simply Savage sort of um, milestone goals in our Patreon campaign. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to reevaluate yet again our, our milestone goals in Patreon and you know maybe do something to the effect of, okay, after X amount of funding, uh, after we hit you know, a certain amount per show, then we'll do maybe 40 minutes, right? And then, you know, pay for editing or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, like if we can afford an editor, then then we'll do a full 60-minute format uh, right. type of approach. So the, the main thing is that editing time, and that's a killer. Um really is. What a lot of people don't know is depending on the quality of audio, um, editing could be anywhere from uh, super smooth, which is like a two-to-one or three-to-one, ratio in time of recorded material um, to, as I've seen for some recordings where, where there were problems, um, I've seen as high as five to one or seven to one Yeah, uh, ratio for a single episode. That's what happened with the last uh, Simply Savage. It was So that was a one hour show and it took you roughly six, seven hours yeah. of your time to, right. to get that edited out. Just to try to um, resolve the issues and figure out where the syncing went bad and things like that, yeah. 
Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So these editing services that are popping up in the podcasting community are charging basically a dollar a minute of right. on average, yeah, recorded time. And that sounds a lot, but it's not. That's like super cheap. Yeah. For what could come through because if you send them a super clean recording, you're giving them 60 bucks. And they might work two hours, maybe three hours. If you send them a recording that's got the issues like this last one, <laughs> well, they're working five to seven hours. Yeah, I don't even know if I would have sent it to them. I'd almost feel bad sending yeah. a recording yeah. to, to somebody. But the truth of the matter is when we record, even though it's like, say, a 60-minute show, it might be about 75 minutes worth of time. Right. And then they charge for the 75 minutes that you, you deliver them. So I guess a couple questions I have for our listeners, and I'd love to see a topic on this on the Facebook group or the G Plus group or both, is would you prefer multiple 20-minute shows? Would you prefer a single 60-minute show per month? And that's something else we should kind of research as we as we look into the way we're going to formulate the, the Patreon. Yes. I personally think, and this is me just being completely honest, that a lot of topics can be hashed out in under 30 minutes. I agree. Um, and I wouldn't have a problem with maybe doing multi-parters sometimes for, for bigger topics or parsing a topic out into smaller pieces and spending the 20 minutes on those. You know, Well, the good thing about that, too, is it also harkens back to the reason why we designed the SBN News to be 15 to 20 minutes. Right. Which is to keep it in small, digestible chunks that you can yep. listen to in short periods of time. Yeah, uh, on your drive to work or um, while you're doing yeah. a data entry task, or <laughs> right, yeah, um, that that sort of thing. Or you're you know going for a walk, you know, or pretending to listen to a conference call at work. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm not because I'm a good employee. Right. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea about your work ethic, but I'm going to assume it's a good work ethic. So my work ethic's amaze balls. Well, there you go. That's right. I it's believe in, it. It's in writing. Ron is amaze balls. <laughs> so speaking of work, how about we get to work and get? All right, let's go news. over the news. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with community news, and we're going to talk about Marcus Bones, Sundered Skies blog that he's doing. Um, He has a new series he's calling A Guide To, and in this series, the goal is to basically highlight one or more well-known locations or locations that are official to the Sundered Skies setting. And he is going to kind of give you a a walkthrough of what what that location is. And my favorite part of this is he is sort of aggregating the information on that location from its various pieces of source material. So, for instance, this first one is the Shattered City and Gateway. And in the blog, he talks about what the Shattered City is what pages you can reference in the Sundered Skies books, and also what adventures take place in those areas if you want to adventure in that place, whether it's the plot point campaign or the adventures that were released separately from the from the core book. It's really neat the way he, he puts it all together. 
That is really useful. I mean, that's that's uh, a is. great tool. Yeah. I'd like great. to see this for for other campaigns as well. Um, yeah, it, well, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the guidebooks that uh, Wiggy did for Hellfrost yep. uh, for all the different locales. And then also uh, Sean Preston did for uh, Runepunk. And, right, and, and Iron Dynasty. And Iron Dynasty, yeah. yeah. Yep, totally. But but it's it's really neat, and you should go check it out. Uh, Marcus is doing a, a killer job in this stuff. Nice, yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Marcus, for putting the work into that. Yep. Good stuff. So... Um, Eric Lamoureux, if you are... Who's that guy? That guy. Yeah, he's... That um, guy. That guy. Eric Lamoureux. He, you guys know Eric Lamoureux. <laughs> um, We've mentioned him once or twice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really big in the Savage Worlds community. One of the things he's really known for is his um, running and managing campaigns on Fantasy Grounds. And he yep. has started putting together some Fantasy Grounds tutorials related to Savage Worlds on YouTube. So he's got two so far that I've found at least. And the first one is uh, Savage Worlds NPC and Allies, how to manage them in Fantasy Grounds. Uh, he talks a little bit about like you know how to group them and stuff like that for distributing initiative cards and you know all that stuff. Uh, and then the, the current one that came up today, in fact, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm really eager to look at this one, is custom content for Savage Worlds. And right. that that one for me, because I like to do a lot of custom stuff, you know, pulling things from different books and stuff like that. So I want to see yeah. if it covers that. And uh, I'm really looking forward and hoping hoping that it does. But I don't know about you, Ron. At least I'm, I'm actually I know you've mentioned this to me in the past privately where well, we've talked about wanting to try out Fantasy Grounds. Yeah. To play online. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've looked at Roll20 a little bit. Um, but I know that, that fantasy grounds, um, I mean, God, I had the fantasy grounds guys on the games, a thing a million years ago. Right. Um, and, uh, so it's been around for a really long time. It's a, it's a solid program and, uh, it, it is interesting to me. I do, I do want to try the online thing. I think it's a missing piece of my toolbox. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to these. I do want to give a quick mention that actually here in Tucson, we're going to have the first ever Savage Saturday Night in Tucson. Whoa. And it's going to be at Isle of Games, and, and it's going to happen before this thing is is uh, recorded, unfortunately. But the reason I want to mention it is because I am running Forget About It. Nice. Which is uh, 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 from just Insert Imagination and... and uh, it's right up my alley because, you know, I could talk like that whenever I want to. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, you came from Jersey. So, right. So, right, right. So, yeah. so we're going we're gonna to have a little fun with that. And um, uh, we're, we're having two tables. My table is going to be the overflow because the other table is, uh, is uh, Daryl, my buddy, who's working on riffs. He's going to be running riffs. <laughs> uh, nice. So, so I'm going to basically have people in a bad mood. Luckily, they're gonna have have a game where they're they get to be mobsters. They might kill people. I was gonna say they'll so. be they'll be in character. <laughs> so it'll be easier for them to get into character because they're gonna be ticked off that they didn't get into the roast game. So right, exactly. Now they got <laughs> now they got to deal with this body in a trunk, right? You know, right, right, right. So. Totally, totally. <laughs> so anyway, that was awesome. kind of related to Eric. Cool. So I, I wanted to bring it up. So what else we got, man? So we've got Donovan Bailey at it again. This guy's so talented. And it's neat because he is kind of lifting the hood up and telling us what's underneath uh, kind of his philosophy. He's starting a series called Savage Everything. 
and uh, this is part one setup. And he basically just breaks down what he goes through to present the different characters that he is known for presenting for, um, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, he even makes a joke about he's getting to work on uh, Civil War stuff because that movie's coming out or will be out when this releases. And uh, he says something like, goodbye, free time, in the article. <laughs> but basically, it's the beginning of a breakdown. He talks about understanding the rules, that you need to do that. You need to understand the setting that you're working within. And he covers the first step for him, which is having a handle on the concept. I'm looking forward to more. He doesn't know how many of these he's going to do, but uh, it's really interesting stuff. If you like to savage custom content, and honestly... I think if you're creating your own setting, this would be useful too. Right. I, the, one of the things that resonated with me in this was uh, really understanding the setting. So even, whether it's your own or somebody else's, that is a crucial part to adapting a setting to Savage Worlds. Well, Savage Worlds works best when you ignore rules and kind of – I don't mean just ignore rules completely, but you put rules aside and, and you – you take the 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 heart of a setting and savage it, right? Um, you know that's how it's best to do supposed. I hate the word conversion, but it's the best way to do a conversion. Um, you know, ignore the 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 parent game that it might have come from, right? And and I think having that mentality is also useful in kind of bringing in stuff from television and movies. Yes. Yeah. So, um, or or books, or you know, comics, whatever. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, Keith Baker, who's the creator of Eberron, he's back to blogging on his on his blog again, and he answers a lot of questions often with stuff he's right. working on, but also just Eberron questions in general. And I had asked him a question because um, he was he was soliciting some some more questions from us, right? And um, the question I asked is, what would you know, since Eberron was built and created and designed assuming version 3.5 D&D rules as the norm in that world, what might a sort of systemless Eberron, how might that have looked? Or what would he have changed if it didn't have to be based on version 3.5 mechanics? Right. And so part of the reason why I asked that was because I wanted to get a sense of what he feels is core to Eberron without the rules sort of dictating that. Right. So, and I think that's going to be an interesting response. He was actually, you know, kind of excited to to answer that question, uh, but he said it's right. going to be probably several posts for him. <laughs> so, wasn't that um, wasn't there a book that was released that was kind of like a tour of that setting that yes. was um, without any mechanics? Yes, I have three copies of that book specifically to give the players. Nice. Yes. And what, what's it called? Uh, the Adventurer's Guide to Eberron. So, if I was advising somebody off the cuff to do an Eberron conversion, now that you've already done it. Um, <laughs> I would say don't read the other books. Read that and start from zero Right. Um, with right. that. That would be the typical advice I'd give somebody. So whenever you can find a piece of source material that totally avoids the rules, you're going to be less tempted to say, oh, I have to have this rule in there. I have to have this specific thing in there. Right. Right, converting the rule rather than the intent, right, or the effect. I think you're right about that. 
Cool. So uh, last week we talked about Donovan Bailey having written up stats for Black Widow. And we also mentioned that there was a conversation that he and Manuel Sams had um, about certain interpretations and so on. And Manuel had actually admitted uh, in response to that podcast episode, by the way, um, that he was more than happy to have been corrected during that conversation with uh, Donovan. (laughs) But uh, Manuel has actually released something of his own. And what he has is a new one sheet that he produced, and he actually collaborated with Richard Woodcock, who uh, uh, did the proofreading for him. Yeah. Uh, it's called Complex 41. Uh, the concept is basically that there's a sort of virtual reality type you know, system, I guess, and the players are sort of in that system. And, of course, you, know, you can kind of imagine from there what kind of craziness might happen. But uh, I think this is his first one sheet maybe. And um, he's got it up as a, in, in Google Drive as a PDF. So uh, it looks professional, which is yeah. good. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah. good. And um, yeah, so here's more uh, community creators out there. Yep. So welcome to the fold. Indeed, indeed. It's kind of neat how like you know we have Donovan, Manuel, and Richard sort of all kind of starting to interact and, and collaborate in that. In yeah, that yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of that. Yeah. So one of your uh, pet products is expanding again, Christian. Yet again. Uh, we're into publisher stuff now. And um, Cast of Cards has put out a supplement, a fantasy uh, card deck called 17 Ghosts. You know, I didn't have time to read it, but I'm going to guess that there are 17 ghosts in the deck. Um, you've got basic ones. You've got some crazy ones like the werewolf ghost and uh, the carriage man, uh, the storm crier. I want to know what a storm crier is. Ooh. I'm gonna. I'm willing to bet it's weather related. And um, the desert roamer. You know, there's there's some cool concepts in there, and and uh, it's kind of you know you got me hooked on these things, and I've been slowly building up my collection. So anyway, check out Seventeen Ghosts. It looks neat. So, Ron, um, you know, a funny thing happened on the way to Dampier, or so says <laughs> Sean Bertrand. What a, what, a, what a great way to present this, uh, this uh, adventure, Varger. Right. Uh, the King is Dead, Varger. Yeah, and what's funny is, you know, when you go read the post that he put up, the, the accompanying post for this new product, he, the, he, the first sentence in it is, I wrote a different adventure instead. <laughs> so Yeah, Sean, Sean Bertrand is... Uh, another one of these guys that we're seeing a lot of. Yeah, and and he's been talking about Damp here for a long while and this is related to, you know, the the King is Dead uh series that he's been working on for a while. Uh he's been he's been talking about Damp here and we've all been kind of sort of waiting to see when that was going to come out, but instead he wrote up this uh this adventure and um uh it's a sequel to certain events that occur in Damp here, but apparently nobody's going to notice it if you know, if they Yeah, it, it says that it's not a big deal and and um Damper's still coming, but Robin is writing Dampier. Right, right. Uh, so, but, but yeah, so it. I will tell you, this cover is creepy. Yes, it's and, really creepy. Yeah, and uh, what's also pretty cool is that this is a pay what you want product. And so, if you head over to Drive Through RPG, you can put in whatever amount you're willing to to pay to support this product, and uh, you get the PDF. So, I always pay something for those. Yeah, I'm really happy for the for the pay what you want product. I've rarely, I've I have sometimes paid zero, 
because I wanted to just see what it was and see if it's something I was going to actually And then use. I'll legit go back and give them money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's that's another good, good way to, to sort of approach it. And um, so it does say that Varga requires Savage Worlds, of course, obviously. Uh, but it does also require the Savage Worlds Horror Companion to play. So if you don't have that, you might want to grab a copy of that. And you really should grab a copy of it anyway because it's a damn good book. You should totally own the Horror Companion. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So there's been more updates on Savage Rifts. Last I looked at it, it was over 240K. If we close in on $300,000, the book is going to be double-sized. And in 14 days, I don't see us not hitting $300,000. But the book is going to double in size. So we're going to see our first graphic novel-sized Savage Worlds book that is longer than 96 pages uh, if we hit that 300000 Mark, which also answers my question of how they're going to do the next version of the Savage Worlds core rules, I think. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> right. So, anyway, uh, there have been some cool things. Uh, there was a Glitter Boy preview released. You can get that on Drive Through RPG from Riffs. Uh, the making of, uh, was written by Sean Fannin, and that's out there. And I think the thing that's most interesting about Riffs for me is he did a uh, designer write-up on how he did iconic frameworks, Yeah, which I think is going to be a big piece of the way Savage Worlds is done by people in the future. Right. And making magic mega, which yes. is... Was, which is how he made it fit that Riff's milieu of being ridiculous. <laughs> I haven't read that second one yet. And right. I'm, I'm eager to dive into it because I'm really right. curious. I've heard other people mention this in the community. Uh, David Scott mentioned this on the Savage Worlds GM Hanging On Air, as well right. as in blog posts about um, he's backing Riff's not because he's personally interested in Riff's, and I'm in the same boat. Right. The reason why he and I are both backing it is that we are interested in learning from how they did the adaptations and learning from the new uh, mechanical material and seeing what we can actually borrow from it to create our own things. Right. And I feel like Riffs has been such a tremendous exercise in really yep. stretching Savage Worlds um, and showing just how flexible it can be to suit yeah. the setting. Yep. I, I think the... Um the this is this is how crazy insane powerful savage worlds can be i think the other two things in savage worlds that have that have kind of changed the game obviously have been necessary evil right which was the superpowers and probably realms of cthulhu which shows really how gritty and not pulpy savage worlds can be in terms of um you know, the danger that your characters are in, in a game. Right. Right. Um, so, so this is going to go down as, as one of the major, I think, turning points in Savage Worlds. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm eager to see, uh, what comes of Savage Worlds in future editions as they, as they're released. Yep. Um, but speaking of sort of changes and adaptations for Savage Worlds, we, uh, long while back, Pinnacle Entertainment Group had released the quick combat rules, as a PDF that you can download from their website. And now they've actually made it available on drivethroughrpg.com. I think this is pretty good go. because it's, uh, it gives a little bit more visibility to, yeah. to these types of downloads. 
Um, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to start putting up like their errata and, and things like that as well um, onto drive through RPG. I think that would almost make sense, you know? Well, um, yeah. Yeah, just, just to give it a little bit more visibility for people who don't necessarily frequent the uh, Pinnacle website, right? Right, right. And so... Um, it's there, and so, I, you know. It's there. Go get it. Yeah, go get it. That's enough said, right? I think that's the news. That is the news. So, uh, as always, thank you for listening, and be sure to visit the SBN website at www.savagebloggers.net, where we've got links to the aggregated SBN RSS feed, we've got our podcast subscription links, and more. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to show your support, please do, be sure to check out our Patreon page. That's available on the website as well. Whatever you do until next time, keep it fast, furious, and fun. So, Christian, I recently bought some shoes from a drug dealer. Really? Yeah. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs>